Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery. And this is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And welcome today. We have another lesson for you. Today we're at the back of the detachment book, and we're doing another Bible study, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's called Finding Reward, and I love Psalms 19, so I, I just wanted to share it with you guys. So number one. Is there anything perfect? The law and the Holy Scriptures, what can the law of the Lord do for me? The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. So what can the Word do for me? It, it's perfect. And it can revive my soul. So to revive means to return me to consciousness of life, to restore me, to renew me. So, Josh, we're in three different parts. You know, we have the three different parts of God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. And we have three different parts of ourselves. We have our spirit, our soul, and our body. And our our spirit is justified when we come to Christ. No man's going to pluck us out of God's hand, but man, we got to regenerate that soul. We got to wrestle our flesh. We got to yield it to the Lord. So there's three parts to my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. So I want to renew my mind, which is what Romans 12, 2 says. It says, renew your mind, which Mm -hmm. is a reasonable sacrifice. And as I renew my mind, now I'm going to purpose my will to obey Him. All right, Lord, I'm going to take every thought captive to the Word of God. I'm going to tear down these strongholds. I'm going to agree with with your word, I'm going to agree with what you say, and eventually my emotions will follow. Eventually, but I'm not going to do it because I feel it. I'm going to do it out of obedience. So the law of the Lord is perfect, and it revives my soul. So my soul is that part that carries that depression, that anxiety, that fear. So if you're really wrestling with exaggerated, immature emotions, I want you to revive your soul through meditating on the Word of God through letting him renew you speak to yourself with wisdom and not with foolishness so let's look at number two psalms 19 7 part b how can we be wise the statues of the lord are trustworthy making wise the simple Hmm. when we read study meditate on and trust the word of god it can convert us from foolishness to wise now there is seasons of my life, Josh, that I get distracted, that my thoughts are buzzing, and I can't focus unless I sit. Now, once I sit and force myself to study the Word of the Lord and meditate on it, I'll write out the first letter of every word in that verse. I'll even maybe draw little pictures of it on my arm, on my hand, on a note card, but I'll carry it with me all day. And then I'll take all those thoughts captive that don't line up with the Word of God, and I'll start agreeing with Him. Lord, convert me from being foolish to wise. I'll start praying these verses. I'll flip them around. First I memorize them, then I'll flip them around and study them. And if you say, oh, I can't memorize them, I, I, I can't, it's okay. Once you say them a hundred times, you'll know them in your spirit. You don't have to memorize them. You'll know them. The Holy Spirit will have it down there written on the tablets of your heart to pull back up, to guide you, to strengthen you, to give you wisdom that you don't even know is there. So number three, what are statutes? Statutes are standards from God's Word. They are like boundaries or safety nets. So what's the definition of a statute? A statute is a law or ordinance. It is intended as a Permanent rule, law of gravity, law of sowing and reaping. Yeah, so there are laws in God's Word. And if I can know the statutes of His Word, I can look at Him. There's there's commandments, precepts, principles, and statutes. And I still haven't 
only a little bit of a clue of what those things mean. But I know if I ask the Lord, would you show me in your word a commandment, a principle, a statute, a precept of what to do here? He pops up a story. He pops up a, 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 an example. He gives me a scripture. He brings somebody to me to tell me. Uh, he, he puts it in the preacher's mouth on Sunday. And so there I am thinking, there it is. The Lord has been able to enlighten my eyes and, and give me that safety net and show me what to do according to his law. And then, I, then I'm wise. Then I'm going the right way. So let's look at Psalms 19.8, the first part. How will I know of God's statutes? have taken hold of my life. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. So I will be rejoicing and trusting God even in my great difficulties. And you know what? <clears throat> Sometimes this I don't get to rejoicing and trusting God until I just accept what is. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So as long as I'm in that bargaining, depression, anxiety, fixing it, <laughs> wrestling, I, I'm not going to get there. But if I can look at that and flip it and say, I accept this, Lord. Uh, it's out of my hands. It's out of my control. I yield it to you. Now I have untied the hands of the Lord, and He can work in my behalf. He can say, stand still. Just stand still. Let me defend you. <laughs> so now my heart's going to rejoice and trust Him, even in great difficulties. So let's look at the last half of that verse. The question is, how can the commandment enlighten the eyes? The commands of the Lord are radiant giving light to the eyes. Hmm. The commandments can enlighten the eyes because they are pure and transparent. And now we can clearly see. Yes. Like God's glow. God, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have to wrestle things in my heart that are not pure. Things yeah. that um, are just bitter, uh, angry. Um, just things where I just, I'm accusing God. I catch myself accusing God. Really, Lord? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I have to stop that. I have to renounce that and say, excuse me, Lord, how in the world could I have accused you? This is obviously something in me you're teaching me. But as long as I'm standing there saying, you can't be good if you let that happen, then I'm accusing him falsely, and I'm going to be stuck. Yeah. And he's going to say, well, let's see how that's working for you. Yeah. <laughs> you just hang out there for a yeah. while. See how much pain that is. Let me know when you're ready to come back. Yeah. But you, you know, I can't manipulate or twist the arm of God. I have to yield and accept, okay, Lord, okay, I'm here. Just show me what to do. Psalms 19.9. What will endure forever? Is there anything in the Word of God that isn't righteous? The fear of the Lord is pure. There it is, that word pure again, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. Righteous just means doing the next right, right thing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the fear means a reverence and an awe. So the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord, is pure and enduring. So what can endure forever? The Word of God is altogether righteous. The yeah. Word of God. Yeah, the Word of God is altogether righteous. So the Word of God is that thing that's going to endure forever. It says that um, it was from the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, the Word was with us. It became flesh, and it dwelt among us. So Jesus is the Word. Yes. So if you're following the Lord, He is speaking to you. I need you to sit still and say, Lord, teach me to hear my shepherd's voice. Yeah. <laughs> you got anybody that can hear your voice? Any little ones following? Yes, my, my baby, Remy. Yeah, okay, yeah. tell us. Like, uh, okay, so sometimes I call the grandma to talk to her during the day when I'm at work. I call at lunchtime, and 
uh, soon as she, soon as uh, the phone picks up, I'm like, hello. She'll be like, before the grandma will even say hello. Remy will be in the background like, Joshie, Joshie. <laughs> she knows your voice. Yes. She knows who loves her. Yes. So you have to learn who loves you. Yeah. And not let the enemy steal that. Because he would like to, te- to tell you that God is against you and not for you. He would like to tell you that God's a harsh, condemning judge. He wouldn't want to tell you that he's merciful, that he's loving, that his love endures forever, that he is precious he is beyond. Love. Yes. He is love. Yes. Like it's, <laughs> they're all. The, what the enemy's telling you has to be lies because God is love. That's right. Love. So anything he does for me, he's doing it out of love. Love, everything. So, so if I whip a child for running into streets after a ball, yeah. it's to protect his life. Yes. So if the Lord's taking me to that holy woodshed, why do you think he's doing it for? Love. <laughs> he's doing it to save my life. Don't so you, you don't know? die in the next thing that That's you didn't right. learn right. from the first time. You know so if mean? you're getting consequences to your actions, praise God. Yes. Don't try to weasel praise out God. of them. Set with it and say, thank, thank you. Yes. Thank you for this consequence what should i learn <laughs> yeah so when we seek his presence in his word what does the psalmist describe in 1910 they are more precious than gold and they the much, much more, more gold, gold. Yeah. yeah Oh, okay they are sweeter than honey than honey with the from the honeycomb yeah. Some bunches of it even yeah how about sweeter that sweeter than yeah yeah so the word is more precious than gold much more than pure gold. And the word is sweeter than honey, more than honey from the comb. So I want you to ask yourself, what am I seeking? Am I seeking gold? Am I seeking you know, riches somewhere else? Or am I seeking the word of God? Because when you have the word of God living and breathing and dwelling in you, that's that eternal life. And now you're abiding in him and he's abiding in you. And it's going to be like sweet honey. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to lo- no longer be like, I'm only getting a crumb. I'm just an orphan over here. You you're going to know that you know that you know that you're a son of God, that you're a child of God, that you're sitting at the master's table, and that he's feeding you great blessings. So number eight, Psalms 1911. What are the two blessings in this verse? Great reward comes with the diligence seeking his presence in the word. So by them, your servant is warned. In keeping of them is great reward. So what's the first, what's the first blessing? What the blessing uh-huh. is that I'm warned of, of evil. evil. The second blessing is that I receive the great reward. Well, look at that. The Lord's going to show me the way as I meditate upon His Word. Now, if I meditate upon my anxiety, yeah, I'm yeah. landing in no good land. Yeah. I'm stuck in quicksand and I'm suffocating and being sucked in. <laughs> so I need you to stand on the firm rock in Jesus Christ, and that only rock is His Word. So Psalms nineteen twelve. Can I discern my errors? And can I be cleansed from my secret faults? But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. So when you have these hidden faults, when you have things that are dividing you from Christ, that's robbing His presence from you, that's stealing your joy, just ask for forgiveness. Lord, forgive me. I have gone astray again. Would you come and seek me, Lord? (laughs) Psalms 19.13, the first part. What will willful? Presumptuous. Presumptuous sins. What are, what are okay, yes? Mind. What are willful presumptuous sins, and what does it mean that sin may have dominion over me? Keep your servant also from willful sins; may they not rule over me. So, if you're wrestling with something and it just keeps coming back and hammering you, and you're like, "I can't stop this. I've tried. I can't stop." I want you to ask the Lord 
to protect you from presumptuous, willful sins that they will not have rule over you. And the way you're going to do this, Josh, is you're going to meditate on his word. You're going to ask him for a rhema word, a sword in your hand to defeat the enemy. And you're going to speak that to yourself a hundred times a day. So sin that we willingly commit, even when we know they are sins, are presumptuous. For the sin to have dominion over me means I could get trapped in a sin and unable to escape without God's deliverance. So I want you to know that forgiveness is a gift. And I can't muster up a repentance. Repentance is a gift. Neither one we deserve. Yeah, so if I think that, okay, I can just start to sin, and then tomorrow I'll say, I'm sorry, Lord, and I'll come right back. Nuh-uh, you didn't repent. Repenting means a full turning away yes. from that sin and turning towards God. Changing. Yes, and if I don't have that as a gift, if my heart's not humble, and I'm not able to yield in that way to Him, I'm not going to be able to be empowered to stop doing what I want to stop doing. Because it says in Romans um, 6 through 8, it talks about sin being our master. It, it says, don't don't serve sin. Serve, serve righteousness. Yes. And now you're serving eternal life. So if I'm serving sin, it becomes my master. I can never decide how long I'm going to stay there or how far and how deep into darkness it's going to take me. I can only decide at the beginning, am I going to indulge this? Am I going to am I going to yield? Am I going to cry out like that like that lost lamb for God to deliver me? And there's a crying out that has to be done, particularly if it's been a sin that's been in the family generational line, uh, like alcoholism. Yes, uh, it's going to come to visit for three to four generations. But it says, for those that love me, I will plat- pass those blessings to a thousand generations. So you can break this curse off of you, and now you can break it off of your children and your children's children, and it will be easier as the generations go along, as you're speaking blessings over them, as you're speaking the promises of God over them. This sin's not going to be able to be cords around their feet. So number 11, what can keep us from presumptuous sin? That's 1913, the second part. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. Staying near God and in His Word and asking for His protection will keep me innocent. Otherwise, I could be compelled to sin and trapped and unable to escape. It says, we are all like sheep and we have all gone astray. And, you know, sheep are pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm pretty dumb. Yes. If I'm not staying close to my master, I'm I'm not safe. Yes. So what should my heart cry be in Psalms 19:14? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Hmm. So I want to meditate upon his word. My heart cry needs to be, Lord, put these words in my mouth, fit them in there that I would have your your peace, your strength. You would be able to be my redeemer. So that last half of the verse says that he's going to be our strength and our redeemer, and our mouths will reflect our hearts. So listen to what your words and your thoughts are saying, and you will know where you need healing. So you may need to sit down every morning, every evening, and for five minutes, uh, journal and see what comes out. Now, journal next to a shredder, 
(laughs) that way if you're you know you say crazy stuff that's exaggerated that you don't really mean but you need to get it out so it's not in you can shred it yes and it was just between you and the lord and nobody's really going to take it serious but if it lays there and you rehearse it and you repeat it and you build bullets out of it to destroy somebody else you're you're in the wrong camp that's right it's coming back at you so let's read this verse may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight lord my rock and my redeemer mm-hmm. so i want to land on that rock i want to know that jesus christ is my redemption now we're going to look at hebrews ten thirty-five. so what character trait do we need to preserve no to persevere to receive the reward so do not throw away your confidence it will be richly rewarded well, don't throw my confidence. So there's a confidence that I'm going to have when I'm righteous. Yes. When I'm going astray, when I'm indulging my nonsense, I'm going to lose my confidence. I'm going to lose my reward. Yeah. So I want you to stay steady, steadfast, uh, longing for the Lord, hungering and thirsting for that richness. And Josh, that may require discipline it does <laughs> because listen if i don't turn away from all that other stuff it shows that i'm not thankful for the things the gifts he's given me you know what i mean uh, well it they're just distractions that, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, i'll go back to that yes like with the confidence right here yeah i do have confidence i drive by things that i know i used to do and i know i don't have to do it I become confident in God as my back. You know what I mean? Because only one thing could take me away from all that. Praise God. You know what I mean? So what do we need to earnestly practice in Hebrews 11.6? And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Oh. So what happens if I sin? Um, I can be like that tax collector in the temple and just beat my breast. Lord, I can't even lift my eyes up to you. (laughs) Look at me. There's nothing here but filthy rags. (laughs) Instead of the ones standing there stroking my ego saying, look what I do, praising myself. You know, I want to know that it's only possible to please God when I know that I know that I have to have Him to be able to stand strong. And when I get there, now He's my redeemer so second john 1 7 through 8 what should i guard myself against i I say this because many deceivers who don't do not acknowledge jesus christ as coming in the flesh has gone on into the world any such person is a deceiver and the antichrist watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for Hmm. but that you may be rewarded fully so oh it says deceiver and antichrist uh, yeah well okay so if i'm agreeing with the deceiver if i'm believing lies yeah. i've moved away from christ yes. i'm against him and not for him yes. so i'm and then then i get turned over to that deceiver and now i can't hear the word yeah it's amazing that when somebody decides to indulge addiction no. they can't hear you anymore no they are yeah. They heard you before. It was yeah. just a few weeks ago when you were talking to them, and they were going, yeah, yeah, you're right. But once they indulge that. It, it's like putting a curtain around you, completely around you. Darkness, God, don't darkness. see God, don't hear God no more. Yes. Don't hear any kind of reasoning. Mm-hmm. Don't just me, 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 God. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I become God. Yes. I, you become your own God. You're yes, right. You're right. Is, you that's do. the truth. So when they get like that, what should they do? <laughs> Completely cut everything off and go back to God. Pray. Absolutely. 
So I always Because what do we become yeah. when we go to that? Ooh, an antichrist yeah. against Christ. Yes. So what I say to myself is, okay, I am going to take you by the scruff of the neck, and I'm going to shake you. And you are going to sit here, and you're going to study his word until you find peace, yes. until you find deliverance. And Josh, I think, oh, I'll never get through this. This is so tough. I feel so far away from him. And then literally, five minutes, he's burning in my heart. Yeah. But it has to be a complete shutting down all the noise yeah. that I've been listening to, yeah. protecting my eyes, my ears, my mind, and my heart, and saying, Lord, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Speak to me. And it's not very long before he drops a word into me that brings me peace. Yeah. So let's look at Colossians. Well, like you said, a perfect brings me peace. Mm-hmm. So he'll send a message, a person with a smile, mm-hmm. give me the right words from him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or give me the right words through Colossians. So, it might be in Colossians. Read this question for me. Who am I serving? So whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So I want you to revive your souls through the Word of God. I want you to understand that the Word of God is perfect, that He makes wise the simple, that He is trustworthy. And I want you to understand that you can find the rewards when when you settle yourself in and you seek God. And that's today's lesson. And thanks for joining us. This was The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this was Angie Meadows. And you can find us again on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, under The Rocker Recovery. You can find the books on Amazon.com. Under Angie G. Meadows, under Rocker Recovery. Also, have Enablers books for Enablers Journey, and I have some Bible study books on there. So, we will see you next time. <laughs>